At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. How's everybody today? Good? It's a good day to be alive in God and His kingdom. Amen? We're going we're gonna to just, it's going to be a day of declaration. Amen? Some things that I, I want to share with you, but I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to give you a, just a tad bit of a history lesson. When I was, when I was uh, in school, I can, I can even remember in elementary school that they talked about, um, they talked about the Declaration of Independence. They talked about our Constitution and Bill of Rights. When I, even when I was like in the fifth and sixth grade, all through junior high school, they talked about it in our history classes. And, and somewhat in, in high school, in, in the mid-70s, but, but there were things starting to happen where, they, where there was, you know, some pulling back of, of informing young people about those kind of things, and, uh, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a tragedy that the children of, of today are not getting um, the understanding of who we are and where we came from, amen? I think it's a tragedy. And, you know, as parents or grandparents or whatever, um, do what you can with the children you have in your, you know, that are a part of you and you're responsible for. Make sure that they learn about where this great nation came from and where it is today. And, and I'm telling you, it's the greatest, one of the greatest battles and fights that we've had for this nation is going on right now in, in our country. But you were created to live in this time. This is one of the greatest times to be alive. This is one of the greatest times in the history of the world to be alive right now. To stand for truth. To stand for the truth. Um, so the title of my message today is just simply liberty. Liberty. And I want to talk about, for a moment, for, for a little while, I want to talk about the government of this country, but I want to talk about the government of God. I, I, they, they coincide, they, they go together. Um, I've got many friends that are from other nations. I've traveled to other nations, and I've got many friends around the world, and all of them say to me this one thing. They all say this to me. You are so blessed to have a constitution. He said, you don't know how blessed that you are. And most people in this country today, I would have to say, don't even realize what that means. They have no clue what it means. Because either blatantly or subtly in these other countries, when somebody gets voted in to power in these different countries, there's tyranny that rules, whether it's blatant or it's subtle. And we're going to talk about that for just a moment because that's what the people in England that left England to come to another continent to establish freedom to worship God, that's what they were doing. And there's a lot of people that try today to paint a picture that it really wasn't like that, but it really was that way. And um, 
you have to do the correct kind of research on your history because a lot of people will tell you that's not true. But they came to this country to establish the freedom to worship God, to have the freedom to worship God the way that they wanted to worship God because they were told how they could worship God and they didn't want that. And so they came here and the Brits followed them. And in a nutshell, that's as far as I'll go with that. We don't have time to go into all of that, but that's what happened. In a nutshell, that's what happened. They followed them to control them. And um, that, that third song that we played earlier, and it was the bridge, just, I want to go over those words just for a minute. <clears throat> you remember when we got to this part, this is the third song that we played today. And, um, and I was thinking about this as we were singing this song, and we, around here we don't ever just sing a one verse one time, we sing it over and over and over again. But this is, this is I'm, I'm going to declare this, you can read this, but I'm going to say it. By your stripes, I'm healed. By your death, I live. The power of sin is overcome, it is finished, and it's done. Is that all of that bridge? Yeah. Okay. So by, by your stripes I'm healed, by your death I live. One more time, the next one. The power of sin is overcome, it is finished, and it's done. Um, I'll just speak for myself, but what I didn't understand about the Word of God was that when I first heard the Word preached and people talked to me about the Word of God and people began to, you know, I began to develop friends because when I, when I got born again, I was about 18 years old and I didn't know anybody that knew God. But then I started going to a certain church and I um, got connected with a guy that he was, he was just out of prison for murdering somebody, but they realized that uh, there were some discrepancies in his arrest, and they let him go after eight years in prison. But the eight years he was in prison, he had gotten born again, and he was preaching in prison. And he got out of prison, and one of the first things that happened when he got out of prison in his home, in his living room, is I got born again. <laughs> he led me to the Lord. But I liked that guy because he had long hair like me. He looked like a hippie like me, you know. And, and so I could relate to his hippiness, right? And, uh, but he started sharing things with me that he had eight years of revelation and understanding that I didn't have. And so, you know, I just kind of look at him and go, yeah, yeah. Kind of acting like I knew exactly what he was talking about. I didn't know Jack or what, it, what he was meaning. But I knew I was born again. I knew I accepted something. I knew I got born a second time, and it was real to me. And I received him that way. But along the way, for now 45 years that I've been saved, along the way, I've learned to stay with the Word. What I just was reading to you right there that, can you give me that again? <laughs> I forgot exactly the way it said that. 
by your stripes I'm healed, by your death I live. I have to be reminded of that every day. I have to remind myself that every day in many different ways through my confession and declaration of the Word of God. I've got to remind myself of that. And I've realized, too, through the years that people, only you can sabotage your life where the Word of God is concerned. And the way we sabotage our life is that because the going gets tough, we don't act like a Marine and get going and stay tough and stay in the battle and stay in the fight and stay in our confession and the seed of the Word because the going gets tough. Funny thing is, the Bible never told you that the going would be easy. The Bible just said, if you'll stay with my Word and you won't quit, you'll reap. I want you to go back to, not 1776, we'll go back to, in history, to maybe the 1760s. And there were skirmishes, there were little battles of different kinds leading to our independence. And, you know, the, the, the true independence really didn't happen till after the war, after the Revolutionary War. And, you know, there were still fighting and skirmishes that went on. I mean, it was, it was like another um, uh, 11, 12 years before there was real freedom, past 1776. I mean, just because you write something down on a piece of paper and say, this is the way it's going to be, that doesn't mean the devil's going to back off and give you what you want. Just because you've said a few confessions, even if you've stood on the Word and you've stood strong for 10 years, that doesn't mean the devil's going to back off and things get ugly. You think these guys, I mean, George Washington, when they made him general over the Continental Army, from that time till he served two terms as president, I mean, you could count on your hands how many times he was at his home. And today, from the Capitol to his house, you could take an Uber and be there in 20 minutes. Maybe 10 times in all those years was he at home. Why? Because he sacrificed for this nation. I'm telling you right now, if there's one person that you give credit to for the liberty of this nation, there's many people. But without George leading the battles, there's no victory. I mean, battles that there was no way they could win. It was impossible for them to win. And then, all of a sudden, this cloud of fog comes over the Potomac and they're, they're able to get their men across because the enemy couldn't see them. Don't say that God will move heaven and earth for you. He moved heaven and earth for this country. For this nation, he moved heaven and earth for the liberty and freedom. What's this nation known for? Freedom. Everybody wants to be here. Everybody around the planet wants to be here because of the liberty and freedom. So, the devil's going to do everything that he can through people to shut that down. But see, if the devil could have done something, then he would have stopped me when I was 18 years old. 
He would have stopped you whenever you got born again. See, you're a threat to his government. So, I just want to read to you some things that you need to hear. Um, I want to read some things about the Declaration of Independence and about the Bill of Rights that you just need to hear. And, it, it, you know, it's just information, but I'm going to apply it to, I, I, I want to I take the three forms uh, or uh, branches of government that there is in the United States of America, and you can see those three branches in heaven. You can see those, the, the three branches of government, you can see it operating in heaven the same way because the people that established this place, that fought for this place, they knew God. And they knew the Bible. I'm not saying they all had great revelation and understanding of every little thing, right? But they knew God. And they established this great nation on, on prim- principles from the Word of God so you can see it all through our nation. Anybody ever been to Washington, D.C.? Yeah. What's the, what's the thing you see the most of in Washington, D.C.? Scriptures. Everywhere you go. Especially if you go to all the monuments and those kinds of There's scriptures everywhere. Why? Because that's life. And they knew it. And the enemies after destroying that. Remember, it's not people that are the problem. It's the lack of God that's the problem. You get God in people, they get born again, and they grow in revelation. There's no end to it. But a person has to choose to want to do that. A person has to choose to believe the things that I'm saying today, and you take those things and you do something with them. Because never in 34 years have I ever stood behind this pulpit and ever preached anything that was contrary to the Word of God. Never. And that where I don't use Scripture to make the points that I have, not just good ideas that I have, but they have to come from the Word of God. So, today, in this liberty message, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the realm in which God's in dominion and His will is fulfilled. His way of thinking and doing. That's the kingdom of God. The way God thinks and the way God does, that's His kingdom. Kingdom of the United States operates, supposed to operate, on principles from that kingdom, but the the United States of America is not the kingdom of God. Some of my friends in other countries say, you Americans, you think, you know, God only loves you. Yeah, we do. (laughs) No, He loves everybody, right? United States of America is not the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is an invisible kingdom that is within us. The the Bible says the kingdom of God is within. Amen? But that kingdom, the only thing that will change the kingdoms of the world is for this kingdom in here to get in the form of revelation coming out of you to where you influence people around you the way God would influence people. I'm just telling you, 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 you need to stand for certain things and not be afraid of standing for the truth. But you take up the cause of some offended people on the right or the left. You take up some of their causes, you're going to find yourself in an, in an ugly way up against battles that you can't win. Because what we're doing today, what I'm talking about today, and the declarations we're making today, it's those declarations that win this country. Because... We're winning the country with the government of God. 
We're winning the country with the government of God. Again, as, well, I say most of you know, some of you may know, there's, there's three branches of government in the United States, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial branch. Well, there's the same thing in heaven. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but those three branches of government, if they, if they function correctly under the direction of God and the Holy Spirit, you have a nation that runs the way it's supposed to run checks and balances and everything, but they're pure checks and balances. We've had a nation for however many years that we've been since 1776, we've had a nation that has fought for those freedoms, but all along the way, the enemy kind of inching away at bringing tyranny back, bringing destruction back, he works overtime to do that. That's why we have to be strong. This isn't, this isn't a message today against the government, any government. This is a message to let you know the devil's defeated. He's a liar, he's a cheat, he's a bully. And you know what? People say, well, you know, the devil picks on little kids. Yeah, he picks on little kids spiritually. Boys and girls in big boys and girl bodies, but they're, they're ignorant, totally ignorant of spiritual truth. He picks on people like that constantly. Yeah, he picks on little kids, definitely. But he picks on spiritual kids also. That's why we've got to grow up and be who God created us to be in the earth. I mean, I'm looking, when I look at you, everywhere I go now, I travel a lot, but everywhere I go, it's like I love to watch people because every person that walks by, I don't care what they look like, I don't care what they have on, I don't care what their ideas are, they were all created in the image of God. I think I said this last Sunday, and I'll say it again because it's worth repeating. If you have trouble understanding and discerning whether you're a male or a female, you're deranged. Your mind is off. I'm not saying that ugly because people have real issues. If you're operating in the truth of God, you're going to know whether you're a male or a female. And God didn't make a mistake with that. No matter what you do to your body, your DNA will always be what you were at conception. Always. No matter what you do to your body, you'll still have the chromosomes in the body that say you're a male or a female, no matter what you do to your body. So to change your body and think that's of God, mm -mm. no matter what, and I'm not, I'm not taking away from the damage and the hurt that have happened to people, but you get God in people and they'll change the way they think. Their, their, their thinking will line up with truth. And it's not, not, not easy, it's not hard to figure that one out right there. It's not real hard. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know, you know, whether somebody's a male or a female. Anyway. So, we're talking about liberty and freedom and talking about how to stay free. 
God wants you to believe the word of God more than you believe anything else on planet earth because it will keep you free. Amen? God created you and I in the earth to have dominion. He created human beings with dominion in the earth. Satan stole that from Adam and Eve, and Jesus brought it back. Say this after me today. I have have dominion. dominion. Yes, you do. You were created in the image of God, and you have dominion whether you're born again or not. You have dominion, but you don't know it the way you need to know it, and that's why you need to be born again. You're created with dominion inside of you, everybody. Every person you see was created in the image of God. So you know what that means? Every person you ever come across is one of God's children. Well, pastor, I don't know if I believe that. They're not born again. No, 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 no. God didn't make some people born again and some people not born again. Born again is a choice. You choose. You're born once to the flesh. You're born a second time to the Spirit. And you choose to be born again or not. And if you're not born again, you need to be born again so you can understand the one that created you. People's problems is that they're not born again. And, you know, sometimes I think, God, when I get to heaven, I'll say, you know, you could have done this a little easier. You know, I mean, I've got three ideas you could have. No, no, but he did it his way because he wanted people to have to step out in faith and trust him. It's an open book test. All you got to do is read the Bible. All you have to do is understand the Bible, read it, and you understand it, and you'll know what born again really means, and then what you do with it. And the more we understand that day to day, then we're able to understand the dominion we're given. And listen, if you're operating in dominion, then this planet is that much more blessed. You're not just somebody that's born again, that's existing, you know, deciding what cave you're going to buy and go hide in for the rest of your life. No, that you're going to overcome issues, and no matter, like we were reading earlier on the board, no matter what, no matter how tough it gets, no matter how many obstacles that you come up against, you will not quit. Then the planet's a better place, because the hope of the nations and the world is Christ revealed on the inside of you. That's the hope. All I'm doing is just quoting the Bible. Hope of the nation's not a new president, not a new this, not a new that. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we want right people in office in, in, in our countries and, and as judges and, and different officials in cities all over the nation. We want the right people there. But you won't get those right people there if you don't get right. Because then your prayers don't really mean anything. I'm going to show you at the end of this message how vital that the prayers that we speak over people in their lives are. How vital that they are. Just a little information. The Declaration of Independence <clears throat> justified the independence of the United States by listing 27 colonial grievances against King George III and by asserting certain natural and legal rights, including a right of revolution. So let me say, well, you know, if they had the right to do it then, then, then other people can do that. Well, that's the way they set this nation up, that if anybody was going to control them the way they were controlled in England, that they could revolt against that. The United States Declaration of Independence 
is the pronouncement adopted by the Second Continental Congress meeting in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, July 4, 1776. The declaration explained why the 13 colonies at war with the Kingdom of Great Britain regarded themselves as 13 independent sovereign states, no longer with British rule. With the declaration, these new states took a collective step toward forming the United States of America. Our Constitution was ratified in 1789. The Bill of Rights that brought clarity to our Constitution was drafted in 1791. The Bill of Rights amendments add to the Constitution specific guarantees of personal freedoms and rights. Clear limitations on the government, I'm going to say that again, clear limitations on the government's power in judicial and other proceedings and explicit declarations that all powers not specifically granted to the U.S. Congress uh, by the Constitution are reserved for the states or the people. In other words, protecting us from once again having a government of tyranny like it was in England. Now, one of the reasons, I mean, to confirm that right there, one of the reasons that when you're driving down Sidney Baker um, at any time of the day, uh, if you're driving down Sidney Baker coming from I-10 and the, the stoplight stop at, um, what's the stoplight past the stoplight at, uh, at the Century 21, the next stoplight? where the old high school was. What's that stoplight? Anyway, whatever that stoplight is. Uh, huh? Hal Peterson? Yeah, the, the, where, the, where the school that was just removed. So you pull up to that stoplight sometimes, and sometimes there can be upwards now. Uh, five years ago, maybe if there was a lot of cars, there were six cars. But now there's sometimes 35 or 40 cars lined up all the way back to the next stoplight. Why? Because people are moving here because of the freedom that the state of Texas is, has instituted and continues to back. See, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, and our Bill of Rights have helped the states to choose. That's why you go to certain states and they're nuts. You come to states like the state of Texas because of our governor and because of the people that we put in office, they are voting for freedom. I mean, you could talk about, you know, you don't agree with this or whatever. I'm just saying the state of Texas is a freer state for people's rights and what are common sense and what makes sense, then I won't mention some of the other states. But you can kind of pick and choose. So this was given so that the people would not be ruled like they were in England. This was for the people's rights, for you and I. And, and because of our Bill of Rights, you can say just about anything. You can have an opinion about anything. 
the Bill of Rights and, and our Constitution, Declaration of Independence, it, it establishes this nation as serving and being under and over one God that rules over this nation. One God. Only one God. But you can choose, if you live here, not to believe that. Nobody's pushing that on you. You don't want to believe in the God of the Bible that we're talking about, that our nation was established. You have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Well, not everything, but you know what I'm saying. You have the freedom to choose not to believe that. That's freedom. Did you hear what I said? I have Muslim friends. Um, I have Jewish friends that are not born again. Uh, I have other denominational friends that believe certain things. And I'm not shoving the revelation that I have about my God down their throat. I used to do those kind of things, but I don't do that anymore. Because that doesn't draw people to God, it pushes people away from God. Did you hear what I said? So you have to learn how to operate around people, but what people have done with their liberty, they've made it as an opportunity for their flesh. People that don't believe God, they've said, well, this country now is going to do things the way I want it done. No. No, we're not backing off from the way that it was established and that it started. Okay? You can have the freedom to think and believe whatever you want, but it's not going to control this nation, and that's what we're fighting for. Can you say amen? So, to apply that to the kingdom of God, again, my definition of the kingdom of God is the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. God's way of thinking and doing, the way He thinks and the way He does, okay? That's what this country was founded on, and that's what we have to establish. And yet, we have to be open for people to think and believe whatever they want to believe. But it's not going to rule, it's not going to come, your thinking and believing is not going to overtake the way something was set up. In this church body, we have a set of bylaws. And in those bylaws, we say what we believe. And you can sit here all day long and twice on Sundays if you want to. You can sit here and you can believe whatever you want to believe. But your belief system that goes contrary to the Word of God is not going to rule in this body. And certain choices that you've made in life, it's not going to keep you from being able to sit here, but it may, it may keep you because of our bylaws and what we believe in the Word of God. Whatever the Word says, that's what we stand by, and it may keep you from being involved in a certain way or in places of leadership because of what you believe. And we'll never back off from it. I don't care what they do to us. Throw us in jail or whatever they want to do. I don't, it doesn't matter. We'll just get the jail saved. I mean, literally. I believe that. But I, you don't have to be offensive with those kind of things. You don't have to shove that down people's throat. Just live it. Just live it. Can you say amen to that? That's God's way of thinking. Because when God's way of doing goes against the natural way, we choose His way because no tyranny is going to rule in my life, right? People give in to, to the pressure that tyranny brings. Here's, here's a good definition. This is a definition from Thomas Jefferson of what tyranny is. It's, it's 
in essence, it's oppressive power. But Thomas Jefferson said, every form of oppressive power over the mind of men. That's what tyranny is. Oppressive power. See, if you're, if you're a born-again Christian, spirit-filled, the Word of God is working in your life, and you understand the things of God, there's no oppressive nature that's trying to force the Word of God on someone else. But anybody, let's just take the last three years, anybody seen anything oppressive that's caused oppression to your mind? Mm-hmm. But I have to say, it didn't come from most of the church. You know, I'm not saying that something hadn't come from the church, but, but the church that God is building, it didn't, the, the church that Jesus is building, that oppression did not come from Him. It came from people that had an agenda contrary to God. That's what we have to stand up against. Did you hear me? 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What's tyranny? It's a counterfeit power. It's an oppressive power. Power of God liberates and does what? Brings freedom to your mind. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me, on you, and learn from me, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. <laughs> no heaviness, huh? No, no, no oppression. There's a lightness that comes from the power of God. But there's a false power of tyranny that brings oppression. And you have to judge that for yourself. You can't let those things rule in your life. I promise you, when you stand for the truth, the freedom and the liberty and the lightness that comes over your life, not in an aggressive way. You don't have to be aggressive. You be aggressive with the devil. But remember, remember, remember this. Always remember this. The Bible says... We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is not your problem. The devil's the problem. That's where your battle has to be. If it's not, fighting a losing battle. Me, you, any of us. Romans 14 and 17. Kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. So you have the ability to live a life of, of doing what's right, peace and joy that come from the Holy Spirit in the midst of all hell breaking loose. The Bible tells us, remember, go back to what the Bible says. In the last days, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord. Hmm? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, Right? It's the light of God. You, it's just, but it's God revealed inside of you that shines. Not you trying to shine. That's why the Word is so vital. And the Word revealed to you by the Holy Spirit is so vital to your success in life. So vital. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, the increase, everybody say, the increase. All you want today is the increase of his government, his kingdom, 
so that we can make this government and kingdom that much better. Well, Pastor, but you know, I'm not in politics. No, 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 you're in politics. I promise you, you're in politics. If you're breathing, you're in politics. Because you're dealing daily with the opinions of other people. And what you need is to shut your opinions down and be gaining daily from the opinion of God. (laughs) Watch this. Of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from from that time forward, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Dang. God's performing it if I'm learning to be a doer of the Word. And no matter how difficult the times get in my life, I stay with the Word. Did he say that there'll be no end to the increase of his government and to the increase of peace in your and my life? No end. Because I promise you, When it doesn't look like something's working and you're staying with the word, you need peace like you've never needed peace in your life. And yet, what did Jesus say? When he was leaving the earth, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. The peace that's been tested and tried (laughs) and is overcome in every situation. And by the way, that's what I'm going to read to you now. Hebrews 2, starting with verse 10. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are are being sanctified, they're all one. We're one with him. For which reason, he is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. He's not ashamed to call me his brother. (laughs) Woo! Hmm? Brother Jesus and Brother brother Bert walking hand in hand. Mm. Come on. Someone shout amen to that. huh? He's not ashamed to call you and I brothers and sisters. For which we, let's see. For I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. And again, I put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. He keeps talking about you and I with him. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, like he did, he himself likewise shared in the same. He did. He, he, he had a flesh and blood body just like you and I. He said... He he shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those, you and me, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. From the time that Adam and Eve lost it in the garden till 4,000 years later when Jesus got it back, they were in bondage. Bondage, 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 bondage. We don't have to live there, but so many people choose to live there by not developing the revelation of God's Word and then staying with it even when it's tough. Because the picture you want is this. Here's the picture you want. Here's life, 
And just beyond the edge of the stage right there is heaven. And so you're walking, and you're staying with the Word, and you're staying with the Word, and you're staying with the Word. And it got tough, and, and it's like you fell back a few times, but you're staying with the Word, and you're staying, oh, boom, bam, 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 bam. But you're staying with the Word, and you're staying with the Word, and you're staying with the Word, and you're staying with the Word. And then you cross over to the other side, and you just keep going with the Word. What he wants to find when he returns and he comes back for us, he wants to find us living by faith in him. That's what the word says. He just wants to find you living by faith. And you can't say you're living by faith if you quit. You can be born again, but you quit the word. I'm going to say it again. You can be born again, but you quit the word. Or you never were taught how to start the word. It's because you're born again doesn't mean everything's going to line up. People know that definitely. We have to become doers of the Word, not just hearers of the Word. James 1 says, if you're a hearer of the Word and not a doer, you deceive yourself. I don't want to live in deception. I refuse it. So no matter how difficult it's gotten at different times, I stayed with the Word. And the Word, over time, it brings a sustenance to your life that, you, that, that you, you, you're convinced, I could never live without that. I don't care what happens or what doesn't work or situation happens or whatever. I'm just walking this life till I'm done here. 100, 120, 130, 150, and then just cross over to the other side. The Word will sustain you. It'll quicken you. It'll cause you to want to be a doer of the Word. Because a lot of times you, 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 you're staying with the Word because you feel like you have to. You're mad at it even. You don't even want to do the Word anymore, but you just stay with it. If you don't quit, all of a sudden the seed of the Word gives you the want to. That's the God we serve. Can you say amen? amen. He said that he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. Woo, that's me. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like us, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in, in that he himself has suffered and, and was tempted, he is able to come to our aid when we're tempted and tested and tried. I don't know about you, but that's just some of the greatest news ever that I've ever heard all my life on this planet. I'm going to come down to the front real quick because I want to end this today with these declarations. We live in the greatest nation that the world has ever known, the greatest nation. But I can honestly say that this is the way I think. If the rest of America chooses tyranny, and I don't choose tyranny, which I won't choose that, I'm just thinking that my faith will cause the nation to turn. But if my faith doesn't cause the nation to turn, I'm still not living in tyranny in the kingdom within me. Not in my life, not the world that I'm framing, no tyranny, no pressure. Mm -mm. 
You can say whatever you want to. I love going to states. My father lives in a state that is kind of a tyranny state, kind of. And I love going there, right? Because I feel like I'm just walking around all the time. How, how does that song go? My little light. What is it? This little light. This. I, was, I, I missed the this. <clears throat> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine everywhere I go. Huh? Not offensive, not pressure, not forcing people, none of that stuff. Just let it shine. Somebody says something and you disagree with it, and then they pressure you for an answer? Okay, you shouldn't ask me. Well, Well, the Bible says this, and that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I've gotten in some of the best conversations ever because they forced me into it, and I, and I, I just say, you shouldn't have asked me because I'm not going to shove it down your throat. But most people aren't ready for the God you serve. They just need you, and they need you to love them and accept them and so that they can be drawn toward you and when they're ready to receive your God, then you can deliver it. But most people aren't ready for your God. I had to learn that the hard way. They wouldn't even invite me to family reunions because I chased everybody down and wanted to cast the devil out of all of them. You know? And they, they didn't. So they wouldn't even let me around, you know? <clears throat> My family was, you know, out there like I was for many years. And they didn't want anything to do with Jesus. And so I just had to learn to back up and just love them. And now they're all saved. They all love God, you know? What a great thing for people to love God. To love God because of the God that's in you. That, that, to me, that's, that, that, there's nothing more glorious than that. You don't have to shove anything down people's throats. Just love them. So here's what I want you to leave with today, okay? I want you to leave with these thoughts. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, we read this around here all the time. He said, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, kings and all those in authority, that we may live a peaceful and a quiet life in all godliness and holiness. Wow. Peaceful and quiet in all godliness and holiness. Peaceful and quiet in all godliness and holiness when all hell's breaking loose around you. See, people read that and they think, well, well, it's not peaceful and quiet around my world, but it can be right here. And if it's here, then you can live there and affect out there in a positive way. This is good. Watch this. This is good and pleases God, our Savior. Who's that? Jesus. This is good and it pleases Jesus, who wants all people to be saved and all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. All people to be saved and all people to come to the knowledge of the truth because everybody you see every day was created in his image. And I know I talk about this, my wife even mentioned it earlier that I talk about this a lot, but on this great 4th of July weekend, what's it all really about? It's about freedom and people becoming free. And you say, well, yeah, but... Pastor, how do, you, how do you pray for people? Glad you asked. How do you pray for people instead of criticize them for who they are? You pray these prayers. I have a list of probably 
close, now it's probably pressing two million people that I pray for every day. I just read these categories of people. I don't read two two million names every day, but I have it separated in categories of people that I pray for. Churches, ministries, this, businesses, people in all different ways, all different walks of life. I've got now, I've got now about probably 25 high-profile people like movie stars and musicians and different people that, that, that I, I'm believing for their lives. And all these people that I pray for, and anybody sitting in here today, even if I've never prayed for you before, because you're here today, I have it set up where I'm praying for you from here on out, prayers like this right here. So for this great nation and all the people that you're praying for, this is what we're declaring today. I do not cease to give thanks for you, for all of you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give to each of us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of my understanding, internal eyes, be enlightened that I may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance as a child of God, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us, who believe the Word of God, who believe the Word of God, the power that people would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. And this prayer in Colossians, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, with all patience and long-suffering with joy. Who doesn't need patience? Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. You know what the truth is? You never have to be mad at another person ever again. You don't like something they do? Put them on your list. Pray for them. You don't like what someone said? Put them on your list. Most of the time, probably not every single time, but most of the time, I hear some report from somebody that I don't really like. Maybe they don't believe the way that I do, and I hear it on TV or something. Go on my list. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, and I have to practice this every day. I'm getting better at it and better and better and better. I have to practice it all the time. But I'm not putting my mouth on people that were created in the image of God. I'm just not doing it. I'm going to speak the Word of God. Did you just hear and saw up there, did you just see what I what we're praying. It's a prayers. There's another prayer also that we pray, but Paul prayed for these, the, the, for the people in Ephesus and the people in Colossae. He prayed these prayers for them so that their eyes could be open so that they could see spiritually. Remember, there's not a human being on the planet earth that was created bad. I said, nobody was created bad. You get the devil out of their mind. You get the devil out of your mind through the Word of God and the Spirit of God, it liberates your life. But nobody was created bad. Nobody's bad. They're influenced by 
the father of tyranny. And he oppresses them, and he lies to them, and he tells them things that are not true. And they all need. You know what they need? I can only speak for myself. They need what I have. I can say that for myself. You can say the same thing, but I won't say it for you. They need what I have. And what I have is liberating this nation from tyranny. It's liberating this nation from tyranny. What I have. And you can say, well, you know, Pastor, I don't know if I agree with that part that you said and this part that you said and that thing that you said. It's all right. It's all right. At least it's seed for thought that you can think about and you can think through and allow God to empower you to live a life of freedom that this great nation represents, but with the blood of Jesus, many, many hundreds of years previous to the liberation of this nation is the reason this nation is known as liberty. Lady Liberty in New York Harbor is there, and what that represents comes from what the blood and the body of Jesus Christ did. Amen. We're so blessed today to be empowered to live a life of freedom in Christ Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.